0: This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio
1: this weekend, you know about this. One giant stamp for space tourism as billionaire Richard Branson took a long-awaited test flight to space, taken alongside five of his Virgin Galactic Holdings employees. Our Ed Ludlow uh, did talk with him right after the trip. You can catch that conversation uh, at Bloomberg.com. Branson's trip to space, boltering Virgin Atlantic's plan to debut tourism trips next year. Christian Davenport is a reporter at the Washington Post. He covers NASA and the space industry. He's also author of The Space Barons, Elon Musk, jeff bezos and the quest to colonize the cosmos and christian joins us on the phone in washington dc christian good to have you here
0: yeah thanks for having me
1: so uh you've been covering this you've been writing about it it's been a long time coming tell us about your feelings seeing richard branson actually get into uh one of his ships and get out there into space
0: well, I mean, I, yeah, I, it was exciting. First and foremost, I was there. Uh, it was sort of a you know beautiful day in Spaceport America in the desert of New Mexico, where they've built this uh, gleaming facility, this 220 million dollar taxpayer funded facility. And you know, it was typical Richard Branson and Virgin Galactic with like you know a band and a celebratory party atmosphere. It was really sort of almost like it was very festive, but on the same time. You're watching this, and, and it's nerve-wracking, and it's tense because you know there are human beings on board, and any time you're, you know, shooting humans off into space, it's inherently risky. And so uh, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was holding my breath. I think a lot of people were, um, you know, given the fact also the Virgin Galactic had a fatal accident in 2014— in mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, you know, uh, it went. It uh, seemed like it went perfectly, and uh, you know, Richard had his moment in space. Got to float around the the cabin with his crew members, and then come back down and celebrate. But it was, you know, it was uh, it was really a scene and, and an extraordinary thing uh, for the company, but really for Richard personally.
1: Well, and you know, it's interesting that you say that the party atmosphere. I'm a daughter of an engineer. Uh, Bloomberg listeners know this. Involved in the early space race, uh, and You know, we all got up early and it was nerve wracking because my dad or the, you know, my dad would say there's, you know, there's so many different systems coming from so many different contractors (laughs) on these things, at least from the government's perspective, that so many things could potentially go wrong. Although they obviously were really careful to make sure the systems weren't and then they had backup systems. But it is interesting to see how it's become almost like watching a movie to some extent.
0: Yeah. And, and right. A lot of people like to romanticize spaceflight. And there's a lot of hype and a lot of enthusiasm because you've got these billionaires with, you know, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and, and Richard Branson. Uh, and it does sort of seem like the movies. But, you know, as you know, as, as you and your family know that this is it's incredibly difficult. It's incredibly risky. Yeah. A million things have to go right. Um, now, this isn't you know, this is not this is a suborbital. space trip it's going just up to the edge of space and coming back down
1: you sound like jeff bezos for a moment
0: (laughs) (laughs) right or or, or elon because elon he's going to orbit (laughs) that's right and you know so it's like that much you know he's going mach 25 and richard's going mach 3 so it's still maybe not quite as dangerous but still it's dangerous
1: right there's a lot of things that that can that can happen we know that so all right so next up is what jeff bezos right
0: yeah, and uh, on on Tuesday, the on July 20th, the mm-hmm. anniversary of the Apollo uh, moon landing, and he announced that, um, you know, some time ago, and then, you know, Richard kind of beat him to the punch. He said he wasn't, you know, Richard was going to go on a later flight for later this summer or early in the fall, and then all of a sudden moved up his flight, um, you know, which obviously I, it, it, it angered Jeff and the people at Blue Origin who, as you were alluding to, sort of saying, well, they're not quite going, you know, up as high as we're going and our – You know, windows are bigger and it's on a rocket as opposed to a space plane. Um, But, you know, it's just sort of extraordinary that you have Blue Origin, Jeff's company, which was founded in 2000, and uh, Virgin Galactic, which was founded in 2004. Mm -hmm. So all these years ago. And then the founders go to space within, you know, just a few days of each other. I mean, that's just wild.
1: You know these guys from the book you wrote uh, and you've talked with them. You know, what is it that we need to understand about Richard Branson? And we'll talk more. We're going to do some news, and then we'll come back and talk some more. But what do we need to understand about Richard Branson and his pursuit of this? Well, he wants
0: to open up space to more and more people. I mean, today there's something like 570 people who have ever been to space, and he wants to open that up. Um, Now, like, you know, he's not opening it up for everyone just yet. It's still very expensive. We don't know how much tickets are going to cost when they reopen, but before they suspended ticket sales to flying Virgin Galactic, they were $250,000. I think they'll come back on, you know, they've they've said it's going to be more expensive than that. Some analysts have estimated it could be as much as $500,000. So Mm. for like three or four minutes of weightlessness, I don't know that that's going to be in everyone's budget, but if they're able to fly more frequently and they're working on already sort of a next generation spacecraft in a fleet, then maybe they can bring that down and send more people.
1: So we've talked about Richard Branson. We've talked about Jeff Bezos. He is up next. So what's the significance, Christian? I mean, I grew up in an environment where this was just so important. It was a, it was a new world, you know, new space exploration, you know, going into the unknown and, and finding out so much. And then it felt like it waned certainly here in the United States. And then now we're seeing the private sector really step up and push it. What's the significance of all of this?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because I think a lot of people look at these space tourism flights and it's a lot of wealthy people and they're like, you know, we've got problems here on Earth. Why are we spending all this money on space? Um, but I think it's significant for a few reasons. Um, one, in terms of exploration and expanding our knowledge and, you know, being able to go out, um, you know, deeper into space. Um, if you start with space tourism, You know, Jeff Bezos talks about, you know, traditionally, I mean, really before SpaceX came along, you know, you might have a rocket company or NASA. and They might, you know, launch 12 rockets a year, right? And that's just not very much. Uh, But if these businesses, you know, uh, coming in with being much more efficient are launching, you know, 12 times a month and, you know, many, many times a year, they get better, they get faster, uh, the cost comes down, they make space travel just more accessible. I mean, not just for, you know, like space tourism, but being able to get to the moon and maybe even get to Mars. And, you know, as you mentioned, like we went to the moon and last time we were there was 1972 and nobody's been back. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think NASA and the government has struggled and you have one political, you know, white, the white house comes in, and they say we're going to the moon and then another president comes in and says, no, we've been to the moon, we're going to Mars. And then, they, you know, then it's like, we're back to the moon. They go nowhere. And now you've got these businessmen, and they're just like, no, we got to go. We got to go now and trying to create a business case for it.
1: What's the hmm? What I wanted to ask you is like you said, that this feels like it's a, a rich person's endeavor uh, and the people who can partake in it. And there is taxpayer money that goes into it as well. Should the public sector, should government still be involved in all of this?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So there's taxpayer money going into some of it, like SpaceX, for example, you know, they have contracts with NASA to fly Mm -hmm. uh, cargo and supplies to the International Space Station. Uh, They have a contract to fly NASA's astronauts to the International Space Station. And they've taken that money. And yeah, I mean, they in turn have gone out and built the Falcon 9 rocket and the Dragon spacecraft, and they can use that for commercial purposes. If you ask NASA, they say, that's great. That's what we wanted. We want to help build up the industry. You know, Up until now, Blue Origin has been funded you know, largely by uh, Jeff Bezos' mm-hmm. his own personal fortune. He's trying to change that by winning some of these contracts. In fact, he's competing right now for a contract to build a spacecraft that would land on the moon that actually SpaceX won. And uh, Jeff Bezos' company, Blue Origin, is challenging that. Um, but I think what you're seeing is, yes, you want these public-private partnerships where NASA and the government is investing in them and getting something for it. You know, they're getting a service, whether it's, you know, flying satellites to space or resupplying the space station or flying astronauts there. Um, And then those companies turn around and and invest that money in their own companies for a commercial purpose, you know, which should in the long run uh, bring down the cost. Uh, of the government while increasing their, you know, the private sector's capabilities, which really has grown tremendously, like in the last decade or so.
1: Well, and I I do wonder what's kind of cool about the billionaires who are involved in this, whether it's Elon, whether it's Richard, whether it's uh, Jeff. I mean, these are individuals who definitely do it differently and think out of the box. If you think about the impact they have had on our world, and, and especially in terms of disrupting things, especially when I think about Elon, uh, and even Jeff, right? I mean, retail has been transformed, the the, the cloud, uh, just, you know, pick your thing. And I do wonder if it's if these things, ultimately, all of this space exploration, right? We've all heard the stories about Tang and, and about Velcro and, you know, uh, I think it was either even Tempur-Pedic beds, right? Like all of this came out of NASA research and so on and so forth. I mean, is there something above and beyond that if we all kind of just let our minds, wander and open that the possibility by exploring space you know what we might find
0: Uh, they certainly think so um am i getting too weird on you but i just
1: feel like this is your world and and are you talking to scientists and academics who say wait the reason we need to be doing this is because of x y and z
0: yeah no i don't think it's too weird at all and it fits right in for like what jeff jeff talks about this and he says he wants to use space to open up sort of this new economic dynamism, like we had with the advent of the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with the internet, like that infrastructure was in place so that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg could found uh, Facebook from his dorm room, and Jeff could, you know, start Amazon because the infrastructure was there, like the phone lines had, you know, laid down the cable. And there was this device called the credit card, and and Jeff could take people's money, and there was the post office that could deliver the books. Um, And so you could start an internet company from nothing, but you can't Today, really start a space company because it's too, you know, the the bar getting into access is just too high. It's too difficult. The barriers to entry are too hard. And what they want to do is help build that infrastructure so that some kid in his dorm room could start a space company. And you're starting to see some of these, like, you know, we pay attention to, like, the billionaires and their rockets. Mm -hmm. But there's a company called Planet out of San Francisco, for example, that has a fleet of satellites in space. And they take, you know, an image of the entire planet every single day Mm -hmm. and have this massive database of the Earth going back through time. Um, You know, that's, you know, a viable um, Mm -hmm. company right there that's had enormous success. So I think what they want to do is, yes, open that up. For business and for science um, but they need to first build the infrastructure that sort of highway to space
1: all right so just got about 30 40 seconds left here what are you going to be looking out for for Jeff Bezos and his flight next week
0: yeah, I mean, so it's, it's not just Jeff and his brother who are going. We still don't know the identity of this $28 million auction winner. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they auction off that seat and it went at $28 million. Here, wait, I have to tell somebody,
1: everybody. Actually, it was. No, no, it's not me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that it were true. What,
0: yeah, yes. But it's just a little crazy because if you spent $55 million, you could fly on SpaceX and spend a week on the International Space Station, but we won't get into that. Um, And the fourth seat is going to Wally Funk, who's 82 years old. I love this. And she was part of this group called the Mercury 13, which was a group of of women. And there was sort of a privately funded endeavor to to train them alongside the men in the show that they were ready. And now she gets her trip to space finally.
1: After all these years. I, I love that aspect of it. And it's not a week, it's actually July 20th. It's a little bit more than a week that we see Jeff go up. Um, Christian, this was fun. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Christian Davenport over at the Washington Post, cover space. Check out his book, The Space Barons. That's going to do it for this Monday. Folks, get ready for bank earnings. I'm Carol Masser, and this is Bloomberg.